0: Witticism, colloquialism, segue. You're such an egotist. Yes. By the way, guys, I'm really humble. Well, howdy
1: do, do. Now when you get for free. Oh God, it's awful. Bad philosophy, episode 156, recorded on September 27th, 2014. Pre-philosophy. Hey, what's up? It's bad philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Stephen Torrance, and I'm here with Kevin Saunders. That's me. Yeah, we're outside at the uh, Black Fin Pub in uh, the Domain in Austin, Texas. Kevin so just uh, got off work. We have beers coming. Let's get this uh, hey, show on the road. Um, so, Kevin, yeah. I, why don't you? I don't know. Like, You can retell what I, I did recently. <laughs> Let me, let's Let see me see tell how well your you. story. Please tell my story for um, me, Kevin. <laughs>
0: so, um, as I'm sure some of our longtime listeners know, Um, one of the things that, that doesn't quite predate Stephen and my friendship, but is almost as old as our friendship, um, is Stephen's, what for a long time had been a hobby of ASL sign videos Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. That's what we're going to call it. Um, he, he would use ASL to present a song often from popular culture, um, on YouTube. So, uh, certainly what most well known for Party in the USA. Um, Miley Cyrus is moving my hips like yeah 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 uh, <laughs>
1: and nodding my head like yeah nodding my head like yeah moving my hips like yeah 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 put my hands up deploying my song yeah the butterflies Kevin what are the butterflies they doing? fly away they're flying away that's what they're doing <laughs> Any, anyway
0: um, so you did you did that um, yeah. that that one in particular went viral as the kids say today.
1: Um, Thank you, AOL. Is that AOL? AOL Pop Eater. It's like they're entertainment. Oh, okay, okay. are entertainment. I thought like you were it, saying yeah.
0: AOL invented the term viral, which no. <laughs> didn't make sense to me. But yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. They, they linked to you, and that was big enough that it spread from there, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and these these songs that you did for mostly through college, and then kind of real life got in the way, and so you kind of got out of it for a while. Um, with occasional songs you put back on and then um, I guess two to three months ago has it only been two to three months that that you created a Patreon page yes yes. Uh, so you, you we've talked about Patreon on the show and how it's kind of this really neat idea for for funding things that are ongoing and wouldn't be funded through something like Kickstarter or potentially any other way at all right um, they, they didn't have other ways to make money and not even make money per se like, it wasn't about being profitable it was about being sustainable yeah um and so you created created a Patreon a few months ago for your ASL videos. Because, you know, people have been asking for them to come back, um, and you had always enjoyed them. Well, and, and the
1: instigation was Poland. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. yeah. You went to Poland um, and performed at a sign language concert, yes. and, and which is still a weird concept to me. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of reignited your passion um, with, with this, this performance. Um, and so you you created this Patreon and you were asking for money you were making money like I mean you were were able to sustain yourself with this sort of side project it wasn't a full time job it wasn't going to keep you alive um, but it paid for itself it was definitely able to sustain itself to put the time and effort that you needed to put into it to make these, and and I will say that the quality on them skyrocketed. You know, if you look at well, thank you, Kevin. Um, you look at something that you did, you know, in front of a bed sheet in your bedroom, <laughs> which is has some of more film, I, which I is did, fine. I did literally hang bed sheets on the walls yeah, for some of these. Yeah. Um, compared to some of your later ones, which were shot in a studio with studio quality lighting and yeah. video, um, it made a big difference. Pause. Beer's ah, here. Yeah. Yay. Yay! Thank you. And so. And so this this created an opportunity, which is which is what Patreon is all about. Um, is it created a, a way for you to focus on the product first? Yes. Um, the art. Well, I intentionally didn't it, use that okay, word, okay. Uh, and I was I've been avoiding that word throughout <laughs> this entire thing. Oh, Although I, right. I think it's a fair descriptor. <laughs> um, I I think it is it is possibly the most fair descriptor that we could give it. Okay. But it has a lot of contingencies around that sure terminology. Does. That's for why sure. I, I was avoiding it. Um, but these videos that you created, which I would. Without hesitation, would call a piece of art. Okay, um, that doesn't mean this other stuff is not at all valid that came up afterwards. So, sure. so, um, so, so, what happened, Kevin? Um, an ASL interpreter, not Stephen, because he's not an ASL interpreter. No. Nope. And you've always been very straightforward about that. You're not a, you're not a coda. You're not deaf. Um, you, you have no real connection to the deaf community, um, which, which has come up before. I remember, I remember you being kind of critiqued about that in the past, back in college. People would yeah. ask you about it. Um, and and it
1: was kind of hand waved and goes well, you know, it's art. In um, and, and the and I wasn't asking for money in college because I was in college. Yeah, I had, you, you, know, had, you the, had money. <laughs> the student student libraries, yeah, uh, camera we had <laughs> lighting kit and lighting. Ways to all succeed. That. Yeah.
0: Well, that's how we recorded how many episodes of Bad Philosophy. Oh my God,
1: we our audio gear has never been as good. Never, since, never. Since,
0: uh, <laughs> um, and so and so it was kind of this this. Liminal space. It was a hobby. It was sort of this practice, um, and so around the time you started your Patreon, um, unrelated to that, um, I don't, I don't know how close. A C- couple in time. months later. A couple right? months later. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how recent other stuff was. Um, an ASL interpreter and her husband did an ASL song video. Um, they interpreted a song, or they performed a song. They played a song and did some ASL along with it. Yeah. In their car. Um, and it, much like Steven's Party in the USA video, went viral, became very popular. Um, and um, the two people in the video, whose names I don't remember, because. Uh, Paul and Tina. Paul and um, looked for a way to capitalize on this. Because that's what you do in our society when things become viral. You find a way to capitalize on them. Right. Um, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> that's the American dream, though, right? Bags to riches. And, um, yeah, definitely. You know. And so they created as many people do nowadays, a Kickstarter. Hey, we're gonna raise a whole bunch of money to make a bunch of these videos. Um, Which, that's where things started to become a problem. And and I say started to become a problem, that's when we became aware that a problem existed. Yes. Um, Because the problem didn't just occur because these few people happened. Um, And I think that's important. I think that's something that you've come to realize that's really important. Um, The deaf community was, it came up in arms, um, and, and as we mentioned, you've never been considered yourself a part of the deaf community in one way or the other. Um, and I, I know it exists, and that's about as close as I've ever been to it personally myself. Um, but they, they saw this money grab based on their culture and their, their identity. Um, and I think we've talked about how language defines identity. Um, on this show before. If not Yeah,
1: we we've talked about well we have talked about language in many ways. And identity. So um, so sure. I'm gonna yeah. say language I, language creates identity.
0: That's a that's a thing I believe. Yeah. I, if I haven't said it explicitly on the show before, I a hundred percent believe that's true. Yeah. We've um, talked about
1: that like the Sapir Worth Hypothesis, sure. Sure. You know what, um, what you—the language you learn—kind of shapes the way you can think, and where yes, it, where it creates affordances for for of how course, you yeah. how you tend it to think. It shapes those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so, so, for the deaf community,
0: that was ASL true. is yeah. their culture, um, and you well, know, or it's a it's a significant signifier of of their culture. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it, it is beyond. It goes beyond ASL. It is not exclusively their culture. Right. Right. Um, Adam. And they got incredibly upset at somebody trying to profit from their culture. Somebody who was not a member of their community. Right. Profiting off of who they were and are. Um, and they became very vocal about it. And um, Teeny and... T- Paul and Tina. Paul and Tina. Tina, Tina. 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 yeah. Paul yeah. and Tina eventually backed down and shut down their Kickstarter, if I'm not mistaken. And this... Was brought to your attention, Stephen, and and other people along the same lines with you because you were doing much the same thing they were doing, maybe not on the same scale, and obviously through a different platform—Kickstarter versus Patreon—but we're profiting on the culture of another group of people. Um, and uh, I didn't have any of this was going on. Like I just discovered this this morning yeah. before I went into work. <laughs> um, um, so I knew I knew about some of the, dis- the discussions before, and how we sort of talked about. You and I had talked about it, you know, um, mm-hmm. off the record and things like that about about sort of you know, this uncomfortableness that there there seemed to be from some audience members about what you were doing. Um, and so you sat down long and hard about it. You apparently read everything there was to read about cultural appropriation. Maybe not everything, but I a lot. A lot.
1: I, I read what was sent to me. Uh-huh. I also went out and found some resources on my own. Um, I read all the back and forth that happened on Paul and Tina. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. Because of their... Visibility. Mm-hmm. There tended to be a lot more, um, a lot more activity around yeah, around there, and and of course debate. And so mm-hmm. a lot of deaf community members engaged with other members of the deaf community, and of course the the hearing fans and of supporters course. of Paulina. So yeah. I, I read you know hundreds and hundreds of comments uh-huh. on their stuff. Yeah. Um, and and from what it sounds like, I didn't read nearly as many
0: comments. But it sounds like many of the comments were actually insightful and interesting, oh, yeah. as opposed to most of the comments on the
1: internet. Well, it, the, <laughs> there was a lot of I won't I will that there was a lot of filtering that I had to do, I, mean, <laughs> I I sort of, if someone started out with, I'm hearing, but I just sort of skipped that. Um, Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, really looked for someone who who appeared to be coming at this from a, a point of having read the previous material to mm-hmm. some extent. Okay. And it was, yeah. there was a lot of, um, a lot of people jumping in with kind of the initial, initial rebuttals, initial, uh-huh. you know, arguments. and
0: Oh, but you, but it's okay because
1: art. Right, um, right. Which... Well, so, so... You know, take me through some of the the, the justifications that people were putting forward.
0: Um, So some of the ones I saw were, um, I saw saw a lot of um, what I saw were interesting personal justifications. Um, What I saw most often, and I'm, I'm generalizing here, but it's okay because I like it.
1: Yes, um,
0: um, and it benefited me in some way. I, I was happy. I discovered sign um, language. Yeah, um, yeah, and I and I and my heart goes out because there, there were definitely like parents who were commenting on your videos, yeah. talking about how how it opened people up who were on the autism spectrum, and that's and that's really and there, that's certainly powerful. And there is there is a uh, there is definitely good things. I, I enjoy watching your videos. There's not a year that's gone by since the video was made that I haven't shared the first of May video on the first of May every right. year. And I have to reconsider that, like because well, of these I, sorts of things. I, yeah. Sure, I, I
1: think I think a lot of that enjoyment, and mm-hmm. this goes for for a lot of people. A lot of that enjoyment is predicated on a degree of ignorance. Yes, about oh, definitely what's, about what's actually
0: going on. Definitely, right? Um, and, I, and I think that's important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because he, yes, <laughs> um, it's like, but but that was the, the biggest justification I saw was it's yeah. okay because I like it. Um, other justification, um, art makes it okay um, be, because you're not trying to you're not trying to in, to appropriate deaf culture mm-hmm. because you're not claiming to be deaf or hard of hearing or, or hard of hearing. We don't say that anymore, right? That's, that's no out. hard of
1: hearing is is correct. Okay, hearing impaired is not okay. Which is different. People get confused because in the blind community, visually impaired is, is appropriate, Is appropriate. yes. It's confusing. Yeah, These issues are complicated. Get used to it. Community yeah.
0: Communities get to define their terminology. Exactly. Outsiders do not. <laughs> right,
1: right. Oh, bam. Well, there, there it gets into another uh-huh. aspect, another dimension of this, which is, uh, you know, a lot of hearing people coming at it and going, well, sign language is for everybody, just mm-hmm. like all languages are for everybody. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and, and it's it's a it's a yes and no, uh, um, yeah.
0: a, and all languages can be for everybody, but well, that doesn't mean this language isn't also specifically for a specific community and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so one does not negate the other, right? Um, and for what it's worth there has long been argument and discussion and people having problems with translation in any form yeah um, that that has existed for a long time you know
1: and the right way to translate things because like you said language is it defines identity in a big and, way and defines culture and, and and when you when you translate you uh-huh. it's part of the transactional nature of, of mm-hmm. uh, socialization of, uh-huh. of relationship you know. But cultures transact in many, many ways through mm-hmm. through sharing, you know, goods through trade. Uh, cultural cultural sharing is another way that that um, sure. you know cultures are both are both di- diluted, but also strengthened mm-hmm. um, the, as they may discover aspects of other cultures that can um, that can benefit their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the important dynamic here that not a lot of people were grasping, um, and that that I hadn't sufficiently grasped, mm-hmm. is the disparity in call it privilege uh-huh. uh, and and you know strength and power between the hearing world and the and the deaf world. Sure, that that persists. Yeah. Um, well, and I mean. It's worth noting that primarily
0: we do an audio-only podcast, right? <laughs> thus, thus excluding the majority of the deaf community. Yes, um, which something which actually has been brought to our attention many, many years ago. I don't remember somebody asking us to do transcripts. Yeah, um, and and I wish we could, and then we looked into it. And it's transcription expensive. is expensive and time-consuming and hard. Yeah. Um, which should not be an excuse, but this, this, what we are doing here, truly is a hobby. Yeah, this is something that we are doing because we we got together after I got off work and sat down in a bar. Um, yeah, <laughs> so um, it would it would be lovely to have the the resources to do that. right. but but that
1: puts us even more so in a position of privilege,
0: yeah, um, over the deaf community.
1: Well, and, and, and it's, uh, I mean, God, I, I just wrote another response after all this. Uh, in addition to the, the long essay that I that I wrote, that Kevin uh, is, is uh, doing a I'm, I'm fantastic job of, of Thank rehashing. You. <laughs> uh, I'm, all from memory. I read it this right. morning once. so uh, <laughs> I've also been responding in kind as, as you know, additional aspects of this are fleshed out on mm-hmm. comment threads. But, um... Well, I guess we should say how it sort of all ended. How the conclusion that I yeah, came so, to. Yeah, so so
0: so we. I like how you kind of you gave yourself three options, mm-hmm. um, which I think fairly succinctly showed up the the options that existed. Um, and I remember the third one, because spoiler alert, that's the one you picked. Yeah, um, that was the that was the one. I can tell about half of this, and that's where we were going to end up. Right, um, right, Like right. it was, it yeah. became very clear to me. I was just I was like, you can't say all of this and then. Um, <laughs> So, so I think the options that existed. You, you kind of said you could um, become a part of the community, right? So, so basically, continue doing this, but try and remove your privilege from it. I right. think the sort of a way you would put that right, by becoming right. a member of that community, be- becoming a part of that, and having the community become a part of your creations, Yes, um, thus thus removing the appropriation. Uh, making it longer appropriation, just just doing it, and outpouring from it, which exists. There are people who do that, and you link to a bunch of them. Oh yeah, um, and and nobody's getting mad
1: about them doing it no, because <laughs> because they grew up in the community, yeah. they're interpreters for the community, they're mm-hmm. they're, they're doing they're it, a part of that. Well, I think the operative term is and and doing that as the the driving motivation for the creation of these. Yes, what you, what you call products, what I call you know works of art. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Don't get me wrong, I, I do think they are works okay. of okay. art, okay. Stephen. I yeah. I think that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, as, the, as sort of the driving motivation. and uh-huh. uh, Okay, so that was like one option. The second option... That was one option.
0: The second option was um, stop taking money for it. Right. Going back to these sort of hobby states. And stop calling it ASL. And stop calling it, calling it ASL. Calling, calling it something else. Trying to yeah. find some new terminology. Um, which doesn't remove the appropriation. Right. Um, it, it, that still exists because you
1: aren't going to make up your own signs well, to interpret things, To, to be fair, the... the there is a there's a multitude of signed language in the United, used in the United sure. States. Yeah, there's, there there's ASL, there's sign English, there's constructed languages which which are not necessarily derived from American sign language. Uh-huh. There there's manually coded English, um, conceptually accurate signed English which have have invented signs that mm-hmm. are not ASL signs mm-hmm. um, and, and a grammatical structure that is entirely different. Yes. From, I mean, c- consider that they are they are to ASL as Esperanto is to Latin mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but those would not be those would not be as as potent in in my opinion. Well, anyways, so, yeah, so that yeah. was like an so, option. So that, that was an option. You basically
0: you, you basically fall back into not taking money about it. Yeah. You change the way they're being created so as to not. Or to your best of your ability, no longer appropriate this culture, right? Um, which wasn't really an option for yourself, a because you don't have time to do it when you're not sustaining itself. That was the point right. of the Patreon was to become <laughs> self-sustaining, right? Because it couldn't be; it was too much of a sink on your time and your money and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, so that was never really an option. Um, it, it kind of existed because that had happened before, but it wasn't something you could go back to and regularly right. create the stuff you've created. And option one was not enough, was not feasible. Why? Um, because it would take forever and and you would it would change the course of your life Yeah um.
1: Um, I had I had decided back in college that I did not want to I had considered being a sign language interpreter mm-hmm. and doing that as a Professional mm-hmm. career and I decided that that was not what I wanted to do. Yeah um, Plus the, the second aspect of it, mm-hmm. you know doing this as a Let me integrate myself into the deaf community so that Still. I can deserve to keep doing this is uh, Yeah that would have been against what a lot of the deaf community was asking. The, yes. Like, the deaf community does not need hearing people to advocate for they, it. Nor do they want them in most right. cases. Yeah. <laughs> they they're, were explicitly asking in many cases, like, look, we're totally behind raising awareness for American Sign Language. That's yeah. totally cool. And even through Sign Language We can handle video, that. <laughs> we, can, we got this. We, we have children of deaf adults we, who can bridge that gap. We have deaf Producers who can who can make amazing sign language music. We don't need videos. the hearing
0: night to come in and fix everything. Exactly, <laughs> um, and that is which the- has been a problem with many cultures throughout history. <laughs> right. So option three. Option three was to stop. Yeah. Um, was to to stop making these videos, to stop making these artworks, um, because there isn't a way to successfully do it without these problems. Right. Um, and it's funny because. I don't know that if you'd asked me this two weeks ago if I would have agreed with that, but having read your article, and, and what your article did for me, personally, was put it in context I understand, okay um, because it became much easier for me to equate it to things that I've, I've dealt with in my education and in my um, academic history of, of things like, and this is, this is a, an example that I might get flack for, but I think it is valid. And I apologize for saying it in advance. Um, I, I'm getting another one. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Is, are you blaming the beer? Or no, no, not at all. No, just I'm like, just wow. I, I, I didn't even notice that you went through an entire beer in the last ten minutes. That's yeah, amazing. yeah. It's
0: been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so, um, no, no. So I was saying that that um, your videos, despite their good qualities and even though that they, they can be called art, had to the deaf community elements of blackface yeah um and 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 when night when that sort of clicked to me that's when i got it that's when i said oh yeah this
1: yeah he's got to stop that was, <laughs> that was about the turning point for me was um, um there was a commenter on on paul videos uh-huh, who was uh-huh. like you know, this is the equivalent of you putting on an Indian headdress or Native American yeah. headdress, dancing around and calling yourself an Indian, and saying it's okay because you're raising awareness of Native Americans. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and so
0: and so when I when I saw it in that context, because I've I've had some not a, a, an extensive amount of experience, but like postcolonial theory oh. and sort of this this history of oppression right. and the way that those oppressions are normalized. Through systems and through things like popular culture, right? And
1: and you go, oh crap!
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh
1: crap! That was my that was my moment of going, <laughs> oh my god, holy crap! I <laughs> and, and completely without intention. Of I mean, course, this is truly totally, like I sort of made an assumption at uh-huh. the beginning that you could you could separate out ASL. It was this, you know, it had already become part of this, you know, space of tools you can uh-huh, use for uh-huh. expression like opera or ballet or whatever uh-huh. that, you know, may have originated in a culture at some point way far in the past, but we're now part of <laughs> well, this. We moved on from that. they were part of the commons, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so I I had that was an incorrect assumption. Yes. And that was brought to my attention and I went, Oh oh my God, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and um, I'm gonna i I'm gonna uh, not do this now. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and that's
0: I mean I, I agree with you. That's I think the only right option to take at this point. And so people can complain and people can even say, oh but it made me happier oh but I liked it or oh but it was art yeah but I'm sure so many people were entertained by Al Jolson exactly and that's and that's and that's exactly it is like you go (laughs) yeah but people loved blackface. yeah it was it was huge (laughs) everybody loved it except the people who were subjugated by it right (laughs) who who were not in the
1: room (laughs) who who were not not considered
0: at all Yeah. yeah um well and 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 what what even worse and this is just getting into blackface a little bit yeah but what was worse is those were the only jobs black actors could get for a long time oh no or are to to blacken up Ugh. to put on the blackface and go and and exist in this this culture and like I, chills, I cannot chills. comprehend how difficult that must have been
1: yeah where
0: that is the, the the one thing you want to be as an actor and the only way you can do it is by doing something like that well I, I'm sure that there <laughs> are
1: I, and, and granted there are deaf and hard of hearing performers who do sign language music videos mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a thing, like it's a thing yeah. in the deaf community, but I, I wonder if that has, if that issue has come up too, of like, why are we doing this thing that, that really is appealing to hearing people? Yeah, like it's not made for us. Right, yeah. like, um, why aren't we sharing something that is uniquely us? Uh-huh. And, and, you know, not with, with any significant degree of hearing appeal, like, mm-hmm. because we don't feel like we need yeah. to do that. Speaking um, of, there's a movie that just came out. Yeah. Um, which,
0: the reviews I've said have been, it's like, it's something you should totally see. It's not a great movie, um, oh, hmm. um, but it's it is a movie that is it is performed completely without dial without spoken dialogue, right? In I believe Dutch sign language. Uh, it's a it Dutch was, film. I thought it was Ukrainian. It's in Ukraine. I think it was made by a Dutch guy. Oh, gotcha. So I but think that's Dutch that's the the distinction there. Okay, thank you. Um, so it, it may be Ukrainian sign language. I don't yeah. know. It is. It's not an ASL. Um, but as we know, there are sign languages beyond ASL. Right.
1: Um,
0: just came out. I saw a review on it on uh, Film no, School it, it Rejects. It played at, the, at the,
1: uh, the Draft House for a while. Yeah, but, yeah it was a
0: Draft House distribution. And um, and with no
1: captions either.
0: No captions, yes. Yeah. No interpretation whatsoever. Um, so something that, that others can potentially enjoy, but is directed to a very specific audience. Yeah. Um, although it's... It's worth noting that the director of that film is not deaf. Uh,
1: Ah, so so there. Yeah. Um, So, so this is a. I mean, there are obviously a million. Well, a significant number of interesting dimensions to this whole. Of course. Of course. I, I. I can, I'm continuing to follow it because I'm still learning things. Even uh-huh. you know, yeah. a week after I wrote this essay and put it out there, um, which, by the way, I mean to, now that we can sort of we have a little distance from it, uh-huh. um, I've gotten a very positive response from the deaf community. Uh, I've gotten yeah. a lot of it's basically like thanks, yeah. for listening to us. And, and, and in particular, this has made me kind of sad. They're like, this is so uncommon. Like yeah. this is it is so it is so unprecedented. They, someone said unprecedented mm-hmm. active allyship. Mm-hmm. On my part, like this is not the typical response they get from hearing people. Often, what they get is um, the equivalent of option one, yeah. uh, or, or option two. It's like, well, yes, but, yeah. but what about this? And and I think you're right, but my privilege says I can still do it, right? Uh, <laughs> and. and and the mistake that, that a lot of very well-meaning hearing people and a lot of people in pr- privilege make in those situations is is in protesting back at all, <laughs> and, and because because they don't rather really... than listening, <laughs> right? Because the the whole the whole point of this is the the appropriating party. Has a disproportionately effective um, means of communication in the in the dominant culture, right? Yeah, like what yeah. they say, their opinion matters, matters more. <laughs> it, it, just simply because of raw quantity, you know. There's yeah. a, there's a disparity in the proportion of people listening mm-hmm. um, who are of the dominant culture. Yes. Um, so it's much easier for a yeah, but to implicitly marginalize, like mm-hmm. you were talking about, to to reinforce this. Explicitly marginal. It, it and, marginalizes. It's yeah. Their yeah no. well and you know people would think that they have the best intentions by saying well yeah but yeah. isn't this you know the the perfect being the enemy of the good you know aren't you just happy that that more folks are learning about ASL and it's like yeah, it, it, yeah but I love the sound of a mammy song in the evening oh boy you know just <laughs> I mean that's that's ugh. sort of the thing but and, people and, don't hear it that way they they, no, really, they don't a lot of because folks, that's
0: that's how privilege works and um,
1: <laughs> and on the other hand I mean there, there, there is definitely explicit oppression going on but people don't couch it that way there's a lot of folks saying well let haters hate you know haters gonna hate shake it off and i just i'm i have a real problem with the word hater i i think it it, uh no seriously i'm gonna rant here for a second go for it it just give me time to drink more beer because it it reduces it reduces the person to to the activity it's like drug addict right like you are a drug addict like you are always gonna be this terrible thing and it removes the the agency of that person, right? Mm-hmm. It, re- it removes any any subtlety to their feeling, and it yeah. is and it is a form of, of marginalization, of of um, you know flippancy. It's it's really a uh, I, I don't know. It's a it's a deflective tactic, yes. um by those who don't care to 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 listen to see whether there's something mm-hmm. behind it. And I mean, oh my God, like the initial backlash against me was hate filled. I mean, these members of the deaf community were were calling me out in a big way. And <laughs> I, I, I felt like emotionally affected by a sure. lot of their insults. And it, it was it was all I could to just, you know, to not try to immediately defend myself. Uh-huh. right? And, and a lot of my fans took that upon themselves to go, hey, back off. Like, what's going on here? So I think that the stance itself creates a lot of problems. But because I was like, okay, I'm not going to answer this immediately. I want to step back from it and, and really unpack this. These people don't know me, yeah, right. They're, they're and a lot of them are just coming upon my videos. It's very clear that they're they're dismissing me with a hand wave uh-huh. themselves and dismissing my sign language. Right. I see that there's there's hate there and that's coming from somewhere else it's it's coming from something deeper Mm -hmm. and so I I went searching for what that was and that's where I discovered a lot of this oh my god the deaf community still feels very oppressed by hearing culture they feel like they're being appropriated all these things I didn't know about that were right there below the surface if I even cared to go you know an inch below Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think that that so many people don't they just they'll go yeah haters gonna hate you know you do what you love you know you keep being you and and all those Sorts of simplistic, um, what we consider to be positive, um, encouraging stances mm-hmm. can be can be terribly, terribly marginalizing and disenfranchising. Um, it is never that simple. Yeah, <laughs> never. Yeah. So I mean, thank. <laughs> I I want to thank you know my professors at, at Texas Tech and like all the honors college lunch discussions that began <laughs> with that little like you know we listen to all opinions, everyone gets heard. We do not. We do not just dismiss, and, yeah. and that that whole critical thinking aspect, because I think that was that helped me that helped me do that 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 like step back yeah. in, in this case. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, what's next, right? Like, <laughs> what do, what do you take away from this, Kevin? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird um,
0: because I I mean it's something that I've I at most have been along for the ride. <laughs> um, for the last six years that you've been doing this. Seven yeah. years. Um, Hell, you've you've been you've been on the ride. Well, I've been like, on the ride. Like know, I was I was, I was in a, a couple of the videos. I was in the uh, the monkey shines and uh, well oh, first of May, yeah that yeah. one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh boy.
1: Uh, 20, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, well so here, like yeah do you feel I don't know, I, I really wrestled with this, like, whether I should whether I should feel guilty about what I did before, and I, I came to the position of, a, like, really, I did not know, and, uh-huh. and there was no way that I... There were ways that I could have known, I didn't make those decisions, it was not that I was a- intentionally ignoring this, mm-hmm. and it was, I, you know, I, I don't... But I don't want to play the victim, right? I just, like, this is where I was coming from, these yeah. were assumptions that I made that I was wrong about that I didn't know that I was wrong about, yeah. and... What is is like? I'm not yeah. going to be able to change here's, the past. <laughs> here's
0: what reminded me of it, and kind of a, a warning. Like, I wish I could. I wish I could pull up on my phone what, what the, the actual caption was. Um, there were some old, uh, I want to say Warner Brothers, but maybe not cartoons released on DVD a while ago. Um, and as you may know, a lot of old Warner Brothers cartoons are pretty racist. Oh my God! My dad went they're, searching for the uncensored
1: versions. They're in, in my childhood. like yeah.
0: super racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> And anyway, so, this made the rounds on Twitter, I think it was Twitter recently, a month ago. A um, uh, uh, disclaimer, at the beginning of a DVD of some of these cartoons, uh. um, it, said, it said basically depicted in these cartoons are some like hateful stereotypes that shouldn't exist. They said, but they said, we're presenting them here as they actually were, as a historical document. Not to apologize for them, to say it was okay at the time because it was not okay. Right. It was not okay then, nor is it okay now. But to erase it is to erase our history, and that's almost as bad. I like that stance. And so, and so, that's kind of the place where I'm at. You know, in terms of these videos, like, am I kind of retroactively ashamed for for appearing in your video? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. and cause yeah, sure. At the time, I thought it was yeah, it's all good and fun. We're 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 signing curse words, ah. <laughs> like oh, my mom's gonna see this. I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh, boy. Like yeah. not not ever acknowledging what else was happening at the time, and that's what I'm ashamed of. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of I was ashamed of my ignorance. I'm ashamed of of doing something that
1: is offensive to people. Right. However. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like the idea of being ashamed of ignorance. I mean, if we were ashamed of our ignorance, we would be ashamed of, you know, in in, in a scientific standpoint. Like, wow, we're we're ashamed that we, you know, we're, we're ignorant about the gender bias in, in most uh, clinical trials for drugs. Okay, we still are. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Like, but but the I think what happens is is exactly what you're saying. Is like this is this is how things were. This was this is what we we now understand is not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we're recontextualizing it that way It was not okay. We now acknowledge this, right? Yeah. We we you know, and we'll do the best we can. This is this is like my promise is whenever this comes up in conversation, someone praises my videos or like, yeah, I really like those things. So I'm like, well, here's the hold, full hold story. Hold on a sec. Yeah. <laughs> like, like back it up and let me take you through this. Yeah. Um, and and just do my job. But my job now is to educate. Like mm-hmm. like every every conversation I have about this <laughs> to to bring one more hearing person into. In, away from ignorance and into a, sure. a broader understanding I yes. mean, which is all we can do in, in any realm I think like we just we have to take it for granted that we're gonna mess up you know yeah. we're gonna fail yeah. e- expect that embrace it and 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 embrace that not as a thing that is okay mm-hmm. but as a thing that is part of the process yeah right Yeah, and uh, um, this and, constant questioning of, of context and yeah. privilege and stance like this is the world we live in now, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and what, it's the world we've always lived in. We just
1: didn't notice it before, right? Right.
0: Um, and that's, and I think that's what this is all about. Is is, I mean, we've we've talked about this before on the show, and and I think, I'll, I'll be honest, and I think that we don't always acknowledge you and I our privilege on this show enough, right? I don't. I, I think we've probably said some stupid things because of that. Honestly, I'd like someone to call me out on it. Yeah. Um, like, if you could, please do so. <laughs> Try and do it nicely just because right. it makes me feel better if you do it nicely. But if you can't, I understand. Yeah. Um, I mean, heck, I've listened to older episodes of this show. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, part of me loves that I have this record. Yeah. That I have this sort of like, I can go back and listen to myself talking, and, like arguing with Ben Brown about something back in like the six years ago the Ben end.
1: Who by the way, I mean we discussed this last night. Ben yeah. Ben called me up. Uh, ah, cool. you know, we're still good friends. And yeah. Um, he you know, I took him I took him through this whole thing and he he you know made many of the counter arguments that I saw like, uh-huh. you know, this is uh-huh. the perfect the enemy of the good. This is, you know, the world the the the, the fickle, you know, soulless um, direction of, of human events is moving in your favor, you know, be be grateful and that and that kind of <laughs> stuff. And like I, I you know I had to be like, yeah Ben, I mean I really disagree agree with you on this like you know I think we differ but at the same time you know he he's he's playing he's taking a position uh-huh. you know for the sake of argument and I think that's what we've always done on this show is take positions we have, for the we sake have. of argument um, but um, sometimes
0: I believe believed in those positions that I've later come to disagree with right um, so I present the historical record of bad philosophy not because <laughs> it was right
1: well and, and I, um, <laughs> in in uh, my email to Patreon about suspending my account I was yep. like can I? I want to leave this up in some capacity, as a historical record, because I think it's it's culturally beneficial. Yes. you know, I, I want this to appear in search results when people search cultural appropriation. I want uh-huh. I want folks to find. The, the, what happened here? Yes. You know, and that's a th- that's a thing the internet gives us that is that is really unprecedented. Is, this, is the persistence of information. If we so choose, we can keep things around in a way that we weren't able to before, um, and it, it allows these discussions to evolve so quickly. I mean, we're seeing cultural yeah. evolution happen here within and between the deaf community and the hearing community, uh-huh. um, very very rapidly. I mean, by the and other th- communities
0: as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think it's it's worth noting that these. These struggles and these appropriations—it's so funny. Um, so I read your post this morning. Like I got up about seven a.m. this <laughs> yeah. morning. Um, I didn't have to go to work till noon, and so I had some time to read the internet. Cause that's what I do. Um, like in the same like internet span as reading your article and sort of kind of starting to digest this sort of stuff, um, I read a really interesting sort of argument or article about the argument that's been going on about uh, Amazon's latest show, Transparent. Have you heard of this show? No. A, watch it because it's good. Okay. I've only seen the pilot and it was amazing and I'm going to watch the rest of it because All right. it's good. Um, I'm going to spoil the pilot for you. Okay. It's so
1: weird <laughs> just we, we've talked about spoilers trail. before. Yeah, spoilers, as long yeah. as you say spoiler alert beforehand. It's totally fine. Um, but, the, um. but PBS Idea Channel had a fantastic breakdown of, like, spoiler etiquette, uh, huh. where they basically just asked a bunch of opinions on it, and it's, it seems, you know, there's all these questions of, you know, can you reasonably ex- uh, expect your your audience to be a certain way? If so, use this. If not, do this. Yeah. Like,
0: That's interesting.
1: Our, our expectation here is just, you know, we'll say, hey, spoilers coming up, if if you don't want to listen,
0: don't listen. Yeah. Um, um, so the show Transparent came out as Amazon's second, as part of, sorry, beer, um, <laughs> part of Amazon's second pilot season. Right. Um, every so often, they're doing their third one right now already, and the second season hasn't, like, the second show set of shows hasn't even started yet. Yeah. Um, but they put out pilots for shows, people vote on them, and Amazon decides what to make in the series, which is cool. Yeah. One of them was called Transparent. Um, And what's funny is, like, I was reading a lot about him before I actually watched the episode. Uh, Now, the episode makes it pretty clear what I'm about to say to you about two-thirds of the way through. Two-thirds to the end of the way. Um, But all of the reviews, all the stuff talking about it... We're very very. was like it's about this troubled family, you know, who's learning secrets about each other. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, eh, but it's by the one who did. I want to say Six Feet Under. I'm probably wrong about that. Um, but anyway, it was, it dead was like me. N- no. It wasn't dead like me. Dead like me was Brian Fuller, oh, okay. who is near and dear to my heart. I love him. Oh. I want him to make all the TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways. Anyway. Um, but it was, it, she had a pedigree and I'm like, yeah, I'm down for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured out, like I realized they were talking around this issue and kind of trying to hide something. Okay. And then I thought about the name of the show. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Anyway, so on the show, Jeffrey Tambor, um, primarily known from of Development, yeah. um, plays a transgender woman um, later in life who's okay. just now going through the transition in her 60s wow. um, and has been living as a man for the majority of her life. Mm-hmm. And she also has three crazy kids who get into problems and stuff. Um, you know, because that's Her how aunt. TV shows she's, work. She's a trans parent. parent. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. staring you right in the title. <laughs> I kind of, that's the. Um, and I figured that out before I actually watched the show. Right. I'm like, oh. Uh, I yeah, get it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this this whole thing's been going on. And I and the, the show just premiered or was just about to premiere, like, the whole season. Um, and there's been a lot of pushback from the trans community. Mm-hmm. Huh? Because of the casting of Jeffrey Tambor, oh. who is a white cisgendered male, yeah. uh, I should preface by saying cisgender is a term used to demonstrate someone who's uh, yeah we're good, um, whose outward physical outward. Ex- I'm going to screw this up because no, I'm two viewers in. It was,
1: it was the way I've heard it is you're, um, you identify with the, the gender you were assigned at birth. That's thank
0: you, yeah. thank you, Stephen. Your outward gender expression and identity are in alignment. Yeah. Where as opposed to someone who is transgender. Who, their gender assigned at birth was inconsistent with their internal expe- expression. Yeah, or
1: internal identity and external expression. You, you identify with the, you know an opposite or, or a different gender than you were assigned, you were assigned, at, assigned birth. at birth. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Um, so casting Jeffrey Tambor here is a little bit problematic huh. because he's not transgender, um, and it's. It's so funny because I was reading this article and go, yeah, but he's an actor. It's okay, Uh, and I was saying these things to myself. Yeah, (laughs) and now I'm kind of going, well, wait a Uh, sec, wait a sec, hold on. Um, I but I kind of, I don't know. Well, and it it becomes tricky. But again, you have to you have to go well
1: because
0: yeah, he's an actor. The point of an
1: actor, like like the the point of an actor or or an actress is to there is their, their ability to become someone else is like their that's their value like yes. that's their skill so
0: is it okay for Lawrence Olivier to play Othello uh, you know like, yeah uh, and, so, and so it's <laughs> but again and as, as I feel like we're acknowledging tonight <laughs> We're both coming from a very privileged place to say these things, and
1: and this is this is (laughs) one very crucial point that I I mean I think we sort of talked about. Yeah. So the thing is, we sort of take that position. Yeah, it's Uh okay until the members of the minority or the oppressed or the appropriated culture protest, and then we go, "Oops, our bad. Sorry."
0: (laughs) You got it. Which is kind of happening here with transparent.
1: Right. Um, so, are they stopping the show? Are they recasting it? No. Are they what are they doing? No, um, the the creator of the show has basically said,
0: "When I came up with the idea for the show, I always had Jeffrey Tambor in mind." Huh. Now, before that was before I became much more politicized around this concept and this idea and this community. Yeah, um, and for what's worth, the show has been pretty awesome about hiring transgender people off the camera. Okay, um, it's got a large, it's got a number of. Um, consultants who are transgender. It's got a lot of cast, and or not a lot of cast, a lot of crew members who are transgender. Yeah. And that's been really powerful. Well, and hopefully cast. No? None that I know at of. At least in peripheral characters? None that well, I know of. Okay. Um, I've only seen the pilot, and I don't believe there's anybody transgender
1: there. Yeah. But, and I do not think we have the time or the space to go into this. T- it's weirdly similar to yeah. um, the, the situation. Uh, thank you. Um, it's weirdly similar to Switched at Birth, which is a, uh, a show about a... It's it's about two families, uh-huh. who they're ba- actually watched
0: it. Is it good? I want to. Uh, it's it's soapy.
1: It's it's, it's sitcomy. Yes, not, it's. Eh, I guess soapy. Yeah, would be the better term because it's not a live studio audience type yeah. of thing. Um, two families, their daughters were switched, switched to in birth. <laughs> switched at birth in the uh, in the hospital. They grew up in, in different families. Um, one of the, the daughters is, uh, is from a Hispanic or Pu- Puerto Rican background, uh, grows up in a very waspy, you know, affluent uh, family. The other, uh, you know, the original daughter is um, a ginger. She's je- she's deaf, um, grows up in this Puerto Rican community to a single mother uh, in, a, you know, the Puerto Rican part of town. Like, uh-huh. it's very different. They, they make it, they, they try to make the disparity as, as, a, as big in as possible. Yeah, you know, all this as much as possible. So, uh and then they they discover this eventually that the Uh daughter of the affluent family wants to get a dna test and they're like oh my god we made this terrible mistake the hospital's like please don't sue us here's the (laughs) you know the person you're actually your actual daughter um long story short Uh, Puerto Rican family is in dire straits, needs a place to stay, and ends up moving into the guest house of the waspy, affluent family. (laughs) Hijinks ensue! You know, because the the mother and the father of the the wasp family are, like, devastated that their actual daughter is deaf, and so there's a lot of, you know, unpacking of uh, deaf culture issues mm-hmm. and uh, you know autism, which the, I, the equivalent of racism. I feel like it's worth, s- but pointing out okay. the reason it's similar to, to yeah. Transparent is the the cons- there are there are deaf consultants on the, uh-huh. on the uh, th- for the show. Uh-huh. However, the actress cast as the deaf daughter is not deaf. She is Just, um, kind of hard of hearing, but late hard of hearing, like okay. in, in the way that someone who loses their hearing over time yeah. is. So she. And so the deaf community is kind of not fully okay with it, yeah. but wants to be because and there are deaf cast members on yeah. the show. And,
0: well, and and there's yeah. this there's this really tricky line there as well as I think in Transparent that that is is tough to deal with. Um, and I say that it's tough to deal with with someone with as much privilege as I have. Right. <laughs> um, it is tough to deal with where there are. No, or almost no depictions of deaf reality on TV or in movies. Period. Yeah, I mean, I, I can count on one hand, like <laughs> everything Marley Martin's been in. in. Marley Matlin. Yeah, Matlin. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> um, that's and so and so you look at that and then you go, okay, all the transgendered actors, you know. <laughs> I'm making a fist right now.
1: Like
0: <laughs> I don't even know the actor's name. Because yeah. I'm gonna blame the beer, but it's I wouldn't know it anyway. Um, Orange <laughs> is the new black. Sophia. Oh uh, crap! No, no, don't know it. See, this yeah. is the problem. Exactly. This is the problem. Uh, um, and so, and so, you have a show like Switched at birth. Or you have a show like *Transparent*. Who is? Which, which I can't speak for that, but Transparent is a good show. Like uh-huh. I was like, I want to watch more of this. Um, who are showing these communities and are showing these. And so there's this really, it's, it's really privileged of me to say, isn't that
1: good enough? Uh no Isn't that important? Well, it's it's for It's the, important. But it's important, but it's it's for the community to say whether that's yes. enough. Yes. And, and for them to say whether that's and good so or far, not. And so far, you know? they've said no. Um, a lot of them have said no in in both cases I'm suspecting. Mhm. Um no, switched to birth while it has its problems has has been it's gotten better over the years. It's its third season, okay. um, you know, over like eighty episodes now. So it's uh, hour long. I mean, it's that's a lot of they, TV. They crank them out, and they're not good. Like they're not well written, <laughs> acted, anything. But you know, at least at least they are bringing up. The, and, and again, I say at least. It's like th- this idea of well, you know, we should be happy that it's happening at all and all this. But a lot of members of the deaf community would rather would rather honestly rather not get it out mm-hmm. there like there's there's this this notion that we don't need the hearing world they don't need us we can kind of we can coexist separate but equal or whatever yeah. like that's yeah. that is an idea from the deaf community that mm-hmm. like we many of them are even against the idea of relying on interpreters that they, they resent the fact that they have to go through an interpreter for almost all of their interactions with the, the rest of the world. And yet they still have to live in it. They, they have to get jobs in it, which is very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it just... Um there's still that idea that they've very recently received recognition at all as a as an actual culture, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, maybe it would be better to just grow a little bit on there. I mean, and, and there are there are threats to to deaf culture um, mm-hmm. coming from the scientific community primarily that you know still see deafness as an illness, as a as disability, a as a deficiency to be cured. Uh, so, cochlear implant technology yeah. is advancing rapidly. There's there's many movements to. Forcibly implant infants at birth oh, without wow. the consent of the parents in some cases like It's it's just we're, we're still living in this What's yeah. um, well, very complicated situation right if if I can if I can implore my privileged
0: listeners <laughs> uh, and those of you who? who Have trouble seeing the distinction here um, I encourage you to perhaps go um, read or listen to as I did um John Scalzi's latest book, *Lock In*. Uh huh. Um, it deals with a lot of these sort of issues. There's, there is a in in the book, there is a disease that affects like one tenth of a percent of the population that permanently locks them into their bodies. They cannot oh. move. They cannot express themselves. But because this is in the future, people have developed ways to do this. Personal transports, basically. Androids that are controlled by a human brain, wow, um, and things like that, and and this actually comes up briefly in the book—the sort of idea of curing them or not. Wow, uh, when this culture has come up around them of sort of like this is who we are, this is this is what we stand for. Wow, um, and I'm—I don't know if Scalzi, Scalzi, I'm real hit and miss on. Sometimes I like him, sometimes I go so shut up, a sci-fi Scalzi. Novel. It's a sci-fi
1: novel. Okay, um, but the, kind of examining that idea. But of, but it, but it yeah. sort of it, it, it briefly kind
0: of deals on this sort of idea of you know. Culture or problem? Um, because Ooh. someone, someone in the book, and this is this is tangential to the full story of the book, so I don't even feel like I'm spoiling anything. Yeah, um, says we're working on a cure. Um, to which somebody else goes, "That you're you're wrong. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not something to be cured. This is a culture. This is who we are.
1: Yeah,
0: um, we don't want a cure. Mm-hmm. Um, which at the time I was like, that that reminds me of kind of the deaf community, who's like, yeah. it's not about." This is who we are. We're not wrong. We're different, mm-hmm. and different is fine if not better.
1: Yeah, because because um. there there are these there are these beautiful um, examples of deaf poetry and uh, just insanely complex grammatical constructions that that sign language has. Like it, it's it, it really I and, and, will and probably and things, never understand exactly. I mean, I mean, the, humanity is so infinitely adaptable and inventive and and so much more subtle and interesting than than we seem to give it credit for. And in all ways, like I I just I'm very I'm very saddened at any point when someone marginalizes anyone else yeah. because of a difference that they don't understand. And it, it's it pains me that it's, but it's just a kind of a fact of our reality too. Is as adaptable as we are, we also have these tendencies toward yeah. you know insularity and uh, you know grouping and and uh, exclusion and inclusion and all these you know these things that were necessary for our survival mm-hmm. for so long. And and this <laughs> you know this weird world that our our you know Neanderth or our uh, you know plains dwelling Homo sapiens... <laughs> not, has not been, Neanderthals. <laughs> not Neanderthals. Part part Neander. I'm like. One percent Neanderthal or something, according sure? to, to Twenty Three and Me. Um, you, got, you got proof of that? <laughs> I, got, I got tonight proof of that. Um, you know, the, this weird world that that we've been thrust into yeah. is is not like that. You know, it, it requires yeah. us to to use a whole different set of skills and uh, and to really, I, I don't know. Um, to to take this you know really broad I'm reading Dana Boyd's uh, book right now it's complicated the social lives of networked teens (laughs) and it is a it is a magnum opus uh, that really it it consolidates all her work over the last you know 10 to 12 years in following teen use of social networks and you know behaviors I was a teen once Oh, it is it, it destroys so many popular conceptions around, you know, digital natives. That's and, interesting. Uh, you know what what technology is quote doing to our you know, <laughs> youth and, and all these all these things that you know that really it really contextualizes the the technological revolution and, and yeah. all of these differences in terms of like what what humans have always done. It, it breaks down. Like, look, these are. This is basically a disenfranchised minority, and, and, you know, the paternalism that is inherent in our school systems, in our, you know and parental bias toward technologies they don't understand. I mean, it, in so many ways, it mirrors this whole question of, of you know, a, of an oppressive majority with the power, you know, deciding what is good for the uh, disenfranchised minority. And the, Yet again. <laughs> and the, the innovations that the, the minority will go through to, uh-huh. to, to express themselves. I, mean, it, Can I, I don't <laughs> know if this comes in the book or not, but one right. of my favorite
0: anecdotes about what I'm going to call digital natives for lack of a better term <laughs> um, there was I think this was Mark Frauenfelder on Boing Boing talked about this Love but maybe not It was, yeah. I'm on my third beer um,
1: by the way, beer is awesome. Beer is great. Uh, I Hooray wanna, I wanna beer. to give a shout out to wherever we are for the beer that I'm drinking. Uh, is this, what, what was it, Beer Philosophy uh, that we called the other one? or Yeah, we did not call one Beer Philosophy. Philo- this is Beer Philosophy Part I was Part significantly two. drunker on
0: that one. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I've had a beer and like a sip. So two beers right. and a sip. I have
1: also progressively um, turned down the microphone as, as the evening Have, have I gotten significant significantly I think louder? we've, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's an inverse, uh, an inverse relationship yeah. with uh, quantity of beer and, yeah, and vol- yeah. well, actually it's a, it's a direct relationship. Yeah, direct, yeah. Direct relationship.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to say it was Fraunfelder. Um Talk about how all of a sudden he found an obscure blog post of his getting a ton of comments oh. um, by what looked like teenagers talking to themselves, and he sent a message to like say, "Hey, what's going on?" And they said. Our school has blocked all of the chat-based websites, so we pick a random blog post every day to talk to each other on in the comments.
1: Whoa!
0: I know! <laughs> like, brilliant! So they, oh like, you know, God one me. of the non, some random non-blocked website, they go and just post comments at each other and <laughs> talk all day
1: while they're on their computer. <laughs> brilliant! <laughs> I like love that's, it. That's, and so Dana Boyd's book is just riddled with examples like yeah, that. I was wondering if,
0: she, if that was in there or not, but it was like if, if, that sort know, of stuff.
1: And, and she brings up, it's such a matter of empathy. It's such mm-hmm. a degree of like, like just listen to what these kids, these kids are, their their time is structured by their parents and their schools. It's their, their free time is, is structured away, you know, uh-huh. the, with after school activities and all this other uh, stuff. Their schools. their movement is restricted. Their, their sites they can visit are restricted. Their, their time all of this stuff is restricted uh-huh. they can't go to bars they can't go to clubs they can't participate in any of the you know free social activities that adults can and yet they're in this stage of their life where they're starting to form their own identities they need mm-hmm. to you know sort of play with who they're going to be as a person and yeah. and they need like you know free unstructured spaces to do that and you know to to, to be hurt but also to be loved and to love others and to you know find out grow. what it's, to grow and and they so they will seek aggressively seek out social media tools you know analog media like you know under the bleachers is, <laughs> is the equivalent of that you know it's it's finding yeah. the place where nobody's looking where where they can come together and and just do the things that teenagers have always done which yeah. is you know talk about who's with who or you know what they want to be when they grow up and all this other stuff and, and
0: how they've solved the world's problems yeah
1: or think they have
0: yeah well I mean to be fair'm I was in the same boat and I'm yeah. still in
1: the same boat I'm probably sure and and what parents forget and it's just this you know the perpetual cycle right is they yeah. they grow up with one set of ways that they do that and their their teenagers inevitably are going to use a completely different set of ways to do that and simply simply ignorant simply not listening simply not questioning privilege, which I'm sorry, parents, you're in a position of privilege too, and, yeah, and you I, it's, know, it's, it's granted, worth noting. <clears throat> mm. continue, continue that. I'll. But I'll yeah, hold on to it. Uh, you know, th- and all those actions yeah. will at least make you aware of these things. And if anything, this whole incident, this whole case of me encountering this this thing that I was doing that was offensive to people that I didn't know about. Has underscored for me the the importance of self-criticism, of of morality, of, of of empathy, of listening to to folks in in this digital world. Privacy is not dead; it is it just looks really really different. Um, <laughs> you know, empathy is not dead; it just looks really different. Um, you know, oppression is is not, not dead; dead. <laughs> it just looks really different. And. We we won't recognize it and yeah. we will continue to not recognize it, but with a little time maybe we can. Until it changes. Until it changes. You had another thought though? Oh, um
0: we've we've been using the term privilege a lot a lot in this episode, which is probably good of us. But you you mentioned something that said, Yo, parents are in position of privilege. It's worth stating that when privilege gets tossed around a lot. Yeah. Um but what privilege really means, among other things,
1: is power. Yeah, I think that's a better term. I'm sorry. It, yeah.
0: I, I well, and I no, I think I think like we should like create a bookmarklet that changes all the words from privilege to power, <laughs> to really drive home the difference. Right. Because that's what it is. Yeah. It is. You are in the powerful majority if you are privileged, mm-hmm. and you can be privileged in lots of ways, and not privileged in others. Yeah. You can be privileged in certain communities and have power in certain communities and not in others. And that's important to know and important to talk about. But that's what it really boils down to is being part of the powered community as opposed to the empowered or p- powerless community. And
1: we and it's worth noting, we are all of us it's a it's a turtles all the way up and down, right? Yeah. Yeah, we are all all, all of us in in networks relationships of power. It's not it's not just a stack, right? We are not at the top somewhere. We're we're somewhere in you know,
0: r- I mean, to be fair, you and me are pretty close to the top.
1: Sure, we're not sure.
0: we're not rich people top, but
1: we got a lot of going for us. But uh, course, I found another gentleman I, yeah. by the name of Macintosh. I'll, I'll link to his. I think it's Mark Macintosh. I don't know. Uh. Like he he has a, an excellent talk about this and and the relationship between art and appropriation and, mm-hmm. and cultural stance and all of this. Yeah, and he says like there's there's something he realized very early on, which is you once you recognize where you are in in the stack, where you are in relation to these other entities, you can start to see what is what he calls punching up, or remixing up, and punching down, or remixing down. And what I'm doing... And what I was doing, what Paul and Tina are continuing to do—are they still doing it? They're kind of. They took option one, sort of. Okay. But uh, still problems, which we could talk about. Yeah, maybe, well, we kind
0: of we kind of mentioned that earlier. There's still problems. They're, the only reason you chose option three was because it was
1: the only option to take.
0: Right. Um, um, and because others still had problems. In my
1: opinion. Yeah. Now, but but anyways, so Macintosh's stance is like he remixes up. He takes Disney, Glenn Beck, Fox News, like he recognizes... Speaking truth to power. Right, speak truth to power. That's that, you know, as an artist, that's what he feels he is justified in doing. And, you know, someone who, you know, remixes down, they take the latest latest African American who got on the news for saying something interesting. Miley Cyrus remixes down. Uh, Macklemore um, yeah, Iggy Azalea, like, yeah, they, they're all these, these appropriate. Heck, you mentioned examples. "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. Earlier. Oh my God, that it, video is
0: full of appropriation. It's so terrible. It's like there's a Martha uh-huh. Graham
1: reference, and then nothing but appropriation. Oh, um, those are examples of. And maybe you can't do anything else when you're at the top, right? Like, once you get to the top, there's you nothing... You can maybe help lift other people up. You know. I don't know you, you know like... it's,
0: worth, it's worth mentioning? This is reminding me of somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Louis C.K. Are you familiar with him as the, as the comedian? Okay. I love Louis C.K. Because he is in a position of privilege. And he knows it. He may not express it in these ways, but all of his humor is about... <laughs> punching up so to speak is is about taking advantage of and is making fun of those privileges he has not to lower himself down but to, to
1: kind of point out like how he's playing life on easy mode I don't know if that's punching up that's like punching yourself
0: well there's some of that
1: too <laughs>
0: there's some of that too yeah. um, you know it's there's there's so this is tangential but what else are we on bad philosophy sure rabbit um, trail there' We've actually a few been commonly
1: topical today. Like, we, yeah, we have been.
0: <laughs> there, are a, there was an article So a few years ago Daniel Tosh who is a oh, pit stain on humanity God, Talk, talk about, about
1: remixing down and yes, punching down. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this, this is the exact oh, point I'm trying to make here. And, um, and uh, At Midnight too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I've tried to
0: like At Midnight. Nope. Didn't work. Nope. Um, so Daniel Tosh... Made a rape joke, uh, which wasn't actually a joke, and it's worth pointing that out. He said, Wouldn't it be funny if that lady got raped? Uh, that's not a joke, nope. and that is all about privilege and power. Yeah, um, and then he defended it. Uh, um, and a lot of comedians came to defend, so you can say whatever you want, that's uh, the point. Which nope. nobody was saying you can't legally, but, legally, you can't, yes, ethically, no, no. <laughs> like- um, and Daniel Tosh is on the wrong side of that argument right (laughs) Um, however there's an article I want to say it's on Jezebel that is like four or five effective jokes about rape um, and I, I know, I know. You make that face, and I made that face when I saw that too. I was like, "That's okay. what? That's the headline?" And but it's and on Jezebel. Jezebel ah. Jezebel's weird, okay, because they they have their certain brand of feminism that I don't always agree with, but sometimes I do. <laughs> okay. Um, but the, and then and then they list and show comedians making jokes about rape that punch up. Oh. That are about and and are making fun of. The disparity of privilege there, right? Like how race is and, marginalized. And, 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 and one of yeah. them is by Louis C.K. Okay. Um, another one is by a female comedian who who. It's it's was it was one of those those moments in my mind where I went oh, oh um,
1: those
0: geez, are great those are great um, a little bit life altering of course those should be sought out <laughs> um, she was she's she's talking about the story about like how. And I'm gonna totally paraphrase and butcher it. Maybe I'll send you the link later, but I'll probably <laughs> Let's forget. Let's it.
1: Let's put it in the show notes.
0: Um, and and I'll, I should we should link to the whole article actually. Yeah. Um, she's talking about like how she was walking down the street and like somebody grabbed her all of a sudden. Somebody jumped out at her, mm. and like her thought was, "Oh, here's my rape." Oh um, no! But and and so and so that's terrible. Oh. But like but the but the laughter is not is is on the fact that that's the culture that we live in. Oh no! Is like that's. That's the expected response. Oh, um, oh. and so she and so it's talking about and then Louis C.K. had one, I don't remember it off the top of my head. But the author points out that these jokes are all about punching up and yeah. and, and talking about how these things are
1: terrible. Punch the norm.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. and sort of like, you know, uh, Louis C.K.'s joke, and I I'm gonna screw it up and it's not gonna be funny because it's not it's so you I know really I'm gonna good, screw it up. Don't worry. But but, but really, it was about like the culture that exists and uh, it was about how that's the problem and that's what we should laugh at yeah 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 not the atrocity we should laugh at the problem right at, and and the, the the power laugh at the because the power we've talked structures. about humor like
1: like humor can come from a position of fear uh-huh. and it can come from a position of um, of awareness of power and yeah. and like that whole you know maniacal laughter like that's yeah. that's kind of what like people laughing at Daniel Tosh are Doing God, like Daniel it's gosh. it's, I it's hate oh. him so much, it's 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 that you know, ha ha ha. I'm you He's know, the sucks, worst. sucks to be you kind of laughter. Worst. Like, and and boy, I just feel my skin crawls. Like, it's it's yeah. exactly why you're, your skin crawled in uh, Book of Mormon, you know, yes. like, like when everybody was laughing, you're like, what, yes, what, the, and, oh. and you know, it's the kind of um, I still can't watch South Park. Oh, it's I yeah. tried. And I can't anymore. <sighs> so, so um, it, it's just so. So here's the thing: like, I, I, think if anything, we've come away with this. I've come away from this, like, realizing how complex these issues are. Realizing of course, they're everywhere. Can I be covered in an hour-long podcast by right. two um, privileged white dudes? Privilege, you know, <laughs> privilege, Cultural appropriation. You know, um, changing contexts and you know relationships of power. That's all yeah. around us all the time. These issues are hard. They're complex. They're going to give you a headache. Take an Advil. Take them on. Take some time if you need to, but don't just don't
0: don't just take.
1: Don't dismiss them, right? Don't take the easy way out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, one of the things that really bugged me at the beginning that the the thought was like, ah, I'm just giving in, right? Like that was a voice. That was what some people said. You're just doing what they want you to do. And sometimes doing what they want me to do is the right thing to do. It can be. You know? I shouldn't exclude the option. Sometimes submission and humility and <laughs> empathy are the right thing to
0: do. Probably, probably <laughs> most of the time, right? Like, at least humility and empathy,
1: um, those are probably usually the right choice. Because the, at the end of the day, my passion is not making ASL songs. My passion is is expressing, you know, aspects of myself that go really, really deep. And, you know, Newsflash, my, the stuff that goes really, really deep. My culture is not deaf culture. My culture is not American Sign Language. And because of that, I can walk away from this and look at other forms of art. yeah, And look at stuff that, that actually expresses me and my culture and all this With, other without stuff.
0: Without maybe appropriating anybody else's.
1: <laughs> right. Um, and, it, and i think that's a that's the position that or that's the question that all artists should ask themselves at some point you yeah know, don't don't shirk the moral responsibility uh, you know don't hide behind the first amendment because that you shouldn't that's not what it's about yeah. um, nobody's saying you can't right but a lot of people are saying maybe it's wrong too <laughs> right all right well i i think we're we're at a good spot yeah. uh, I, obviously lots of show notes will link to most of the stuff we talked about and and if you got opinions on this post them on my blog post them on the podcast Yeah. call us out on any instances of cultural it's, it's appropriation funny. or offense that we've committed you know like, I, got, <laughs> I, I laugh a
0: little bit you know, think about the, the history of this show
1: yeah
0: and and i'm much less likely like we kind of joke about it now but seven eight years ago when we started this show was it Seven years ago
1: now. No, it was 2008. It was fall 2008. Okay, a long freaking time ago. Seven years ago. Um, We passed our anniversary without really celebrating it. Yeah, Yeah, we're older. Yeah. Um,
0: Like, we kind of joke about, like, I was like, oh, you're wrong all the time. Um, I was wrong a lot. (laughs) <laughs> yes in being so self-righteous I've and waited I think,
1: for this moment for seven I, I years I think it's worth,
0: it's worth <laughs> I've kind of implicitly acknowledged it but it's worth pointing out officially <laughs> um, <laughs> I appreciate that I have a history of the asshole I was seven years ago I worry about the asshole I am now <laughs> yep.
1: and wonder what the asshole of me in seven years might think
0: as uh, um, as, I, one sorry, my, mom, <laughs> as one of my mom for cursing.
1: As one of my interlocutors at, uh, at regulars, uh, a, a meeting I go to every yeah. every Friday morning, um, who I had this discussion with, uh-huh. said, um, you know, he, he's like every decade of my life. I'm he's like 50, 55, yeah. has yeah. kids. He's like every decade in my life. I look a decade back and go, man, I knew nothing. Uh-huh. I was an idiot. I was an asshole. Like all this and I think yeah. um I think that's how we know we're doing okay if you, if you look if you look back 10 years ago yeah it was all right man you need to have a or, or a woman you need to have a soul searching session yeah. now like yeah. go on a retreat go into the desert take some LSD do something
0: yeah, but don't, don't necessarily take some LSD I don't know. be ha- safe have a
1: nice, be have safe a nice out long there. conversation with yourself and your closest friends and really take a look at that <laughs> All right, well, we should probably wrap up the show. Probably. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next. I'm Stephen Torrance. My blog is torrentsofthought.com. Spell it however you want. Spell it however you want. I got both domains. <laughs> I got forwarding going
0: on. Yeah. I um, am. Uh, I am Kevin Saunders, and I'm probably wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Um, and and I don't I don't feel bad about saying that. I don't either. So but I feel you. I feel bad that I didn't say that a long time ago. Um, cool. But I can't change the past. Uh, go back and listen to the uh, the Kevin Saunders
1: that Jed Cummins hated seven years ago. Yep. That was my favorite. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. probably right too. We'll uh, we'll put all the show notes on badphilosophy.com. Follow us on Twitter at Bad Philosophy. And we'll see you next time on Bad Bad Philosophy.
0: Philosophy. Speaking of, I've gotten back into coffee. Coffee's amazing. Coffee's awesome. Like I, I drank four cups today. I I did not I didn't, I didn't actually drink any today, although I was last night at about eleven thirty. I was up at night. And I'm like, man, I should make some coffee. Like, let me try some different ways. So I made coffee one way, and then I drank a cup of coffee, and then made it a different way to try and see how it would taste different. So I had about two cups of coffee between eleven and eleven thirty last night, which was not the best plan. No. But that's where I was I'm like, man, I should try it like this. So I did it like a manual press. Uh, or a manual drip, and then I tried it against my cold brew that I'd made before, using, like, hot coffee, and I'm Uh. like, huh. Yeah, it really is. It is less bitter. It's a little more, uh, you know, a little little more sweet. That's interesting, huh, comparatively. (laughs) Ah, crap, it's 11.30 and I just drank two cups of coffee.
1: (laughs) So you're bad at music. Steven,
0: you know I'm bad at music. And okay. I don't say that like I'm bad at playing music, although I am. I'm bad at understanding music. Music is one of those areas where I have I have very limited cultural understanding. Um, I mean I've i I try and like get more. Like I'm like I'm going to go buy 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang Clan because that's an important album from a historical and cultural perspective and I listen to it. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> uh-huh. I did the same thing, I I bought, uh, about a week ago, I bought uh, Frank Zappa's We're Only In It For The Money, Uh. which was his parody of Sgt. Pepper. Whoa. Kind of? (laughs) Like, kind of. Um. (laughs) Okay. Right? (laughs) And so, and so I, like, I I understand at an intellectual level that these are important musical pieces and things like that. Same thing with, like, Beastie Boys, um, like, I downloaded one of their albums lately. Like, Mm. I say download, I bought. I, I pay for all my music because I'm weird like that. Yeah. Um. And so I listen to them, and I try and I try and understand them, but it's all an intellectual exercise. Like I don't get a lot of music on a deeper level. There's a lot of context, going uh, there. Yeah. and and so it's this weird space for me. And so this is all to say. I don't notice the scores in movies. (laughs) I know that they exist, and I know they probably have an effect on me Uh, um,
1: because that's what the score is. I think that was Spielberg, right? Like, if you if you notice the score, (laughs) it's 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 wrong. Like, you you should just. But like, I can't I can't like
0: I know Star Wars obviously, but all I know is like. Oh man, I know the Star Wars score
1: intimately. So
0: and so do lots of people. And John Williams was, of course, famous for these sorts of things. And so it's He's funny because I would I would pick if I were to pick my favorite score, which I can't do because I don't get music. Yeah, um, I would pick something by Danny Elfman, but yeah. I wouldn't pick it because it's a Danny Elfman score. I, I'd pick it because it's a Danny Elfman score oh, not because of the score itself. Because I really like Danny Elfman's band, the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Science, science,
0: science, at philosophy.com. High five. That was a best episode. (laughs)